What up, y'all? It's Nella V. This your boy CV. And we here, mate. We here, guys. I what? can't. I can't hold it in anymore. So, like, <laughs> when we record, CV has to record the quietness in the room so he can, I guess, can't. I try to get the out. ambient sound of the room so that you can like subtract it from the audio. So, like, if we have an echo nerd in the room, alert, nerd alert. She doesn't appreciate me, man. Like, nah, for real. <laughs> Fine, you do it next time. But no, but it's yeah. hilarious because we're sitting here awkwardly, like twiddling our thumbs. Looking I'm at not awkward. Other. You're awkward. You're awkward by yourself. Whatever, people. We back at it. Yeah. So this has been a great week. For who? For me. Or I'm going fucking stir crazy, <laughs> man. I. I was trying to figure out what's fucking with my mood. Like, so I think being in the house is starting to get to me. You feel me now? Yeah, I need to get the hell out the house. I love it. It's been like Freaky Friday um, because everything that he was giving me a hard time about during my maternity leave is happening for him during his paternity leave. And I feel like there's a little more empathy there because... I would be like, man, I just want to get out of the house. Like, he would come home and I'd be like, we need Band-Aids. I'm going to go to CVS <laughs> to get these Band-Aids. Yo, man, but you ain't come home for like two hours. We need them right I now. I started to think you was cheating on me or something. So, guys, as you know, I'm working towards my licensure. <laughs> so, I have to see clients. And I have a regular 9 to 5. So, I'm not able to see clients until 5.30 to whenever. So, um, I just got a new client. Which means I will be out of the house from 5.30 to 7.30. And then it takes me about 30 minutes to get home. So I sent him a text. I always share my location. And I told him, if my location moves within that two hours, I'm being kidnapped and you need to come find me. Um, but I sent him a text. Hey, I'm headed to the car. And he sends me back. Man, I thought Sessions was one hour. And, Man, now, look, and now I'm perplexed. What man? You was taking a long ass time. I was sitting there like, "Yo, man, fuck, man." <laughs> Jackson getting on my nerves because sessions See, are one hour, but when you have two of them, that yeah, makes two hours. Yep. two hours. Great job. So that means I have to be out of the house for that length of time. But then I was like, low key, also upset because I'm like, so you thought they only took an hour, which means you didn't know where I was for an hour yet, and still. I didn't have 30 text messages like, yo, where you at? You okay? What's going on? Look, man, I'm trying to give her her space to operate. She says she works, um, you know, has to work late. So I'm respecting that. So, But you just said, you. I thought you were I was kind of like, yeah, I, no, I didn't say that. I wasn't a reference to that. You did. We I will said, play back that was re- I thought I said that. Well, no, when you said that, I was saying that in reference to something else. Um, I wasn't thinking about that today. That so, wasn't my thought today. My thought today was like, man, this nigga said she gonna take an hour. That's not what I said though. Well, I thought. <laughs> I, I guess in my mind, I, I really didn't listen to her. Is what it all boils mm-hmm. down to. Mm-hmm. But stop looking at me like that. Man. I'm just Shit. saying that is really what it all boils down to. But the long and the short of it is, I am really enjoying, um, you know, diving deeper into counseling, honing my craft. Um, I have a really awesome mentor and friend and she probably doesn't know I consider her a mentor, but you know, she's been really helping me and encouraging me to, to network and stuff. So I'm putting myself out there little by little, but I do completely know how CD feels because this is how I was feeling 
Yeah. Not too long, though. Yo, so, so real quick, real quick. I just want to know why your legs white as fuck. You go outside. Uh, it's wintertime. I'm not wearing any shorts. <laughs> Don't Yo. judge me. And I just shaved. Snow white. Yeah, that's crazy. I just shaved. So yesterday, so, my hair so was casting a shadow. You? Oh, okay. <laughs> yesterday, my hair was casting a shadow. This um, is what your legs look like when they're not here. Cool. So if Stevie wasn't talking about me, I would post a picture to let you know what he's talking about. <laughs> but because he's talking about me... We're just going to keep it moving, okay? Right. So, what's your pit peak? Well, um, I guess pit that I'm going, like, a little stir-crazy. And um, I've got, like, damn near a month to uh, still know. be at home. So, it's been a long time uh, being in the house at this point. And, and, and for me, he, it's, it was ahead. eight weeks. It's going to be eight weeks total for me. Oh, really? Yeah. That was longer. I thought you did the full 12 weeks. No, no, no. I think... Eight, I don't know. Not well, maybe nine weeks. We'll no, it'll be nine weeks. It'll be nine <laughs> weeks of uh, time off for me. It's it's wild because you know when I was like, man, I'm going stir crazy. I just need to get out. Like so much so that I was exercising. And anybody who knows me knows I am completely against any type of physical <laughs> activity that's not sexual. So I um, was wow. like, I, I just don't like to do exercise. But I was like, we're getting out. We're going on a walk. I was taking this baby all up and through this neighborhood. I don't think I, don't I might need to do that. Too. I done been all in the construction and the construction sites. I know when they building, I know where they put the little stakes and all that. But um, he would be like, you asked for this. You wanted this. And I'm like, yeah, I wanted the <laughs> I wanted the baby, but not the loneliness that comes afterwards. Um, and so I talked to you guys a little bit about postpartum. It's not just women; like men start to experience it too. And I wonder if it's like during paternity leave when, <laughs> where they start to. I think it's it. just it's just different, man. Because like I um I be I'm looking at the baby and shit, and I'm like, yo, the only thing you want me to do is give you a bottle and change you, and like hold you when you want to be held, like. There is no reciprocation in this relationship. <laughs> and so that shit is kind of like draining. And like when she scream on you, you like, I don't even feel like I'm getting, I'm doing a good job of this at this moment. It's like, like that abusive girlfriend. You're like, yeah. I'm giving you all you want. <laughs> you hitting the Tyrese. What more do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, man. Like I legit feel like, I don't know. I feel unappreciated. Oh, you know, what that's, that's and like not by my, you. That's it's like not by my you. everyday. No, it's not but, by you at all. It's, no, I'm talking about from speeder. That's totally my everyday. I'm like, oh word. So like, I didn't get to the bottle fast enough for you this time. So you just gonna scream on me? Like, yeah. I didn't get there. I gotta have your shit ready to, the, on the last mm-hmm. feeding before you got ready to be hungry. Yeah, that's yeah. You, and Bullshit. I told you, and you were doing so well with that though, like timing and everything. Now I'm getting kind of apathetic. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. You ain't starving. Yeah, like, your ass will be alright. <laughs> you get the bottle when I get the bottle. Shit. So what's your <laughs> peak? What's the upside? Um, my peak. I don't know. This week, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm here, you know? <laughs> I'm breathing and shit. And I'm glad you're here. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's been a rough one. Oh, so It's all good, man. And I'm out here living my best life. Yeah, I know. I hate you. <laughs> Straight up, man. Man, so my pit... You see, y'all see that? He ain't even gonna ask me. He like, man, don't make a damn. I know. I well, I know what your peak is. You sound really happy about your counseling stuff. I, I am. Again. I really. Did am. you have a pit, really? But I, no, I don't know. See, fuck you. <laughs> I need you to find a low point. You need to struggle a little harder. And pick I. Butt. I mean, I think. I think ultimately. I hope your socks get wet. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. 
hate you. Yeah. Um, and it's cold outside. That's like diabolical right there. <laughs> but no, I think my pit is really, my mind is in so many different places. So I got to be in mommy mode. I'm in wife mode. I'm at work. I'm in LPCA mode. I'm in, in a lot of different capacities. And I'm forgetting stuff because, um, you know, there's just so much to do. And writing it down doesn't really make a difference because I'll forget it. And then I'll look at my planner after it's gone. I'm like, yeah, that, that is what I was supposed to do. So that's kind of my pit. But the peak is, I, I mean, I love what I do and I'm excited to do it in a new capacity. So I mentioned last week that there are some changes going on in my life. I was wondering if that's what you were going to say. I was like... <laughs> like, get like yeah, to get to the meat. Um, so I have resigned from my current position. I'm super excited about it because um, I was working in substance abuse counseling. And that's, that's not really my thing. I think that um, it takes a special individual to work with that clientele. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to work with crackheads. <laughs> I wanted to pick their minds. First of all, you have to learn the language of recovery. So we don't use negative terms anymore like crackhead. We use um, substance users, uh, substance misuse. <laughs> um, misuse. It's, it's not a substance <laughs> of choice because, you know, substance use disorder is not a choice so i mean it's not it's not we can go into that later but (laughs) i i definitely think that i've learned a lot um i've learned enough about substance abuse that i can address it but it's not something i really want to dive deep into so i know where to refer clients now so so tell us about your peak again i'm sorry i kind of interrupted you so my peak is just, I love what I do. I've resigned from my current position and um, I will be starting a new position in February with a different agency. And it's going to give me an opportunity to have more one-on-one counseling and do some diagnosing and just get more experience. So I'm super excited about that. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Hopefully Yay. she can become a breadwinner, you know, in the future, man. That's what I'm looking forward to. <sighs> so I, I definitely... I definitely want to do that. And in, in one of my... I definitely want you to do that. Did we talk about our vision boards on here? Yeah, we, yeah, did, we did. we did. My, my baby lost all his vision when the Seahawks lost. But um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I didn't put on the vision board, but, you know, my uh, colleague had me thinking about is just starting to network and doing more research about how to make counseling more lucrative. Because nobody who gets into counseling gets into counseling to become rich. But it is. I mean, it's a possibility. So yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, I'm actually it's, following this other podcast called "The Practice of the Practice," and he does a training on how to turn your counseling practice into a um, hundred thousand dollar a year business. So I mean, that's that's a nice place to start. <laughs> that's a really that's, great place yeah, to that's, start. Yeah, that's the place I'd like to start at. <laughs> yeah. So you know, bit by bit, we will definitely get there. Yes, Lord. So? Let the church say. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on in the news. What you got? Um, News. Um, Okay, so I guess we'll start with homeboy number 45. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Soul brother 45. Can we call him soul brother? Mm, no. I know. No. Fuck that. Man, yeah, so, you know, as much as I hate to, you know, admit Clemson is an awesome fucking team. <laughs> um, congratulations to them for doing something that my Gamecocks will never do in my lifetime. 
which is win a national championship yet again. So um, let me tell you how against Clemson this man is. Like, I can't even use a Clemson cup. Like, my mom has this Clemson cup. It's a really nice cup. I enjoy drinking. They got all kinds of other goddamn cups in the house, though. And like, she picks that shit up. And it's weird because. Picture, if you will, uh, Samuel Jackson from Black, Sma- uh, Black Snake Moan. That one picture where he's staring at her with the crazy <laughs> eye. Like, that is the look I get every time I turn around with that cup. And you would I'm, think that you would learn. I'm putting the cup to my lips. I wish I had the whip like he had in that goddamn <laughs> movie. Then maybe you'll have to stop. I'm putting the cup to my lips. And out of nowhere, he's like right there. But anywho, continue. No, so, you know, <laughs> shout out to those guys for, for playing excellent ball. Um, making it and then also, you know, taking it home because, I mean, Alabama's was definitely the favorite. Everybody was counting them out before they even got there. Um, and so they win. And the one honor that, you know, a lot of people look at is you get to go to the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, with college, I'm pretty sure they don't have the freedom to not, you know, go and protest like much of the NFL players have chosen or NBA players have chosen in the recent past. And so these guys all go suit and tied up. You know what I'm saying? They proud. <laughs> they probably taking selfies, sending pictures of their mama. They don't know what they're getting to eat. They just know that they're about to have a great fucking dinner. And they get there and they have quarter pounders. I think they had pizza. Probably some super cold ass fries. And I mean, it's just. It's, and Big Macs? Yeah. Oh, they have Big Macs yeah, too? Yeah. You Word. know, anything with Mac sauce is like the thought meal. And like, they they the president basically served. This national championship winning team thought meals. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. I remember specifically when I when I was online and we brought the bros some cheeseburgers and it was cold. Well, no, we brought them some burgers and they ain't had no cheese on it. And these <laughs> niggas was like, they had just won a step show, right? And it was like, did that goddamn show look like some no cheese shit? <laughs> so it's something as small as that, right? Like, the magnitude of what they did. I'm like, did that look like some cheeseburger shit? It's a pretty big deal. But, you know, so I saw a report that that's what they asked for. Like, they got to make a meal request or whatever. But then when you listen to the footage They give them, like, choices? (laughs) I doubt it. It's like, y'all get burgers. Y'all get some Taco Bell. burgers, burgers, (laughs) and some cold fries and burgers. But um, when you listen to the audio... It really seems like Trump is like, because the Democrats have not agreed to my wall and I shut the government down, this is what you get. Blame the Democrats. And it just sucks. Now, there's been many, many theories on why he chose those meals specifically. Um, Are you about to go into that conspiracy Again, I'm not going to go deep into it, but I am going to touch. I'm going to stick my toe into that. But... um, you know, the, I don't know nothing about this shit. I don't either, so but I'm, I'm gonna share going. it just in case somebody does know and they like, yeah, that's why they did it. But um, so the first is that they chose those meals. The second is simply that the government shut down; they don't have a chef. But you say that as if like all chefs would be opposed to working for Trump. You know what I mean? Because he very easily could have said, "Hey, you know, I instead of paying for these burgers out of your pocket, Trump, why don't you hire a chef?" And bring them in. True. So my brother, who's like black, y'all, he's black, y'all, he's blackity black, 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 y'all. <laughs> like he proud, man. Yeah. He basically said it was like a 
shot towards the Democrats who were involved in this crazy pedophile ring. And it was like, I see you. I know what this all means. Like, they're all different uh pedophile codes or whatever look it up that's just me sticking my toe in there yeah i was about to say man i don't I, think it goes that deep and did you personally. shave your uh, did you shave your toe toe knuckle here yo too? so what you not gonna do what you not gonna do while you we're shave, talking about the news i did not oh you don't have hair on your toes no okay my bad i got I hair on the that. knuckles on my toes it's like little hair. But I do, I but they're you, like Charlie Brown hairs. You can't even see them. Oh, okay. I just thought so. You know, your legs are so white and your feet are so light right now. I just Y'all, thank you so much notice. for sticking, sticking with us through like these random side notes because <laughs> anyway. I was just looking at them, man. That's all. We talking about pedophile rings and you looking at my toe hair. I just noticed that I really don't see none. Everybody had toe knuckle hair. I anyway, think. y'all. I so I don't think it's that deep. And if there is like this huge pedophile ring going on, it does totally need to be exposed. But I don't think it has yeah. anything to do with Big Macs. Well, anyway, I, I <laughs> um big shout out to Michael Strahan. Um, he actually um made an offer this morning on the show. I think it was this morning, and he basically told the guys that he thinks that you know the honor that they. Um, should have gotten received, yeah, yeah was you know a much better meal and he said when he looked at it he thinks the performance was definitely lobster worthy <laughs> and so he said you guys come out and it'll be all on him now I know he ain't trying to pay for all of them flights there's a lot of motherfuckers right. on the team but if you, um, he said, if you can bring your ass up to New York um, he'll get you some good food it'll and be I'm pretty all sure on the him. network will probably handle that if that's something they want to do. And the do. thing about it is, you know, I'm pretty sure those students have access to good food on campus. They have a chef that's dedicated to giving them great meals. I mean, even sorry ass University of South Carolina right. has a great facility. They have access to, what's the name of my man? Too Fat, Too Fly? That particular yeah. restaurant. They make stuffed wings and shit. I mean, so you know much so that the restaurant doesn't even serve to the general public. Yeah, they, they, they only do pop-up. They only do pop-up events. One time I went to Chipotle and when I got there, they Came were like, there? no, they were like, this is what they said. They were like, well, um, it is lunchtime now, but we are currently preparing meals for the Gamecock football team. We'll be able to take re- uh, resume regular orders shortly. So clearly, University of South Carolina mm-hmm. is getting goddamn Chipotle and stopping their regular production to go ahead and feed their asses. And this yeah. is so, you know, around this town, they've got, you know, uh, quite a bit of networks. So I'm imagining in Clemson. There ain't shit in Clemson. Nothing. So everything probably caters to Clemson in that area. Well, I mean, somebody, you know, the internet is undefeated with memes and whatnot. So they I have love a, them too. It's funny. <laughs> they have a guy who's getting his Big Macs and he's kind of got a smirk on his face. And the, the little caption says, um, I won a national championship and all I got was CTE and a Big Mac. And that guy actually responded. It was like, and a scholarship and a place to live and you know like just rattled off all the benefits that they get as Clemson football players yeah. so I'm pretty sure they're taken care of oh I know I know they ain't hurting I mean it's just it's just the, the gesture in, the gesture shows a lack of respect it does. for what they do it does and, and I was just gonna say in conclusion of this particular topic regardless of your politics I think we can all agree that our president should have definitely treated this football team far better than he did and far more respectful. So I'm just going to say. I wonder what Bama ate last Shame on you once again. Yeah, like Alabama was probably like, you won the national championship, but we eating good. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyhow. Yeah. 
on to the next. So what else you got? That is what it is. I don't have much in in the news today. I think our like jackass president like dominates the news wave. So yes, yeah, so we ain't talking about him. That's so our main topic for today kind of um, stemmed from something that happened to me. Um, you want me to go ahead and just go into it, or you want to talk about it? No, I don't have to talk about. I'll talk about. It your from feelings, wife's perspective. But okay, so it is long. So, all right. Let's get so to make it to make it short, real quick. <laughs> um, so my father, you know, uh, if you guys have listened before, my father didn't raise me. Papa was a roller stone, so you know, I am one of many. Um, I have, you know, a brother in Germany. I have one brother that is no longer with us. Brother in Germany who. CV thought he was. Yeah, the I first used to CV. think I was. A, yeah, so I he's originally the second thought. CV. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you really you know, CV too. Got one brother that's passed, <laughs> and then I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a younger brother um, right now as well that's in college. So you know, then also we CV have the girls. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I'm just giving the people the information. <laughs> Let me get my shit out. <laughs> but um, now so you know, then we got my sisters, and and so the only one of us that were raised by them was my uh, my youngest brother, and then he also had a stepdaughter. Who he raised. So upon her graduating school, you know what I'm saying, she's giving him all kinds of hell. And um, she's, you know, pretty much like kind of abused her mom. Like she's kind of crazy. <laughs> and um, so most recently, you know, she's got into a string of bad luck and misfortune, mostly due bad to her own behavior. Luck, yeah, it all due to her own behavior. She's caused a lot of things on herself. And so with that being said, her child is, you know, Gonna need some some fostering, and and the guy who has not raised any of his fucking children <laughs> called me, and he was just kind of you know telling me as he usually does because Nella B says yo he thinks you're his counselor, all right. so he calls and tells me all the most fucked up shit, right? As if I'm supposed to feel sorry for him. Like if he misses little Carl when he goes off to college, he's like, man, yeah, you know, I hadn't heard from Knucklehead. And I'm like, nigga, you ain't never called me while I was in fucking college. I ain't got no nicknames. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't even got no nicknames. But um, <laughs> he um is now adopting his stepdaughter. Let's bear in mind, one, rewind real quick. Mm-hmm. He raised her, but he also put her through college. He ain't put none of us through college. And she ain't amount to shit. And then <laughs> now he's about to take in her two-year-old son. And, you know, the circumstances under which he's taking the child... Nella B had the immediate sympathy for the situation. She was like, you know, well, that's sad. You know, it actually shows me a different side of him. He's considering taking him in. And I could not shed the the, the feeling of being <laughs> selfish. Because for me, I was like, well, damn. Yeah. When the fuck he going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, give me the same level of attention I always wanted. I know it's a little late. I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. But it just it's hard for me to, like, not feel that way. And um, and so I actually reached out to my sisters, <laughs> and it was really fucking funny. Like, um, I actually, I should have probably known. One of them is a firecracker. <laughs> I, I want to get her on the show. And she, I mean, we could do a part two to this motherfucker because I know that she, she lit. <laughs> but yo, like, I mean, she went off. She was ready to cuss his ass out. Yeah. And I mean, it's. It's just, you know, it's crazy. My other sister was kind of indifferent about it. She was like, it don't even matter because he ain't going to have. Yeah. yeah, she's like, it don't even matter because he's not going to get it. And so, like, in this in this particular instance, I was just, you know, I had a lot of feelings going on. And, and Nella B was trying to talk to me. And you could kind of tell him 
So I'm uh, the the issue Where I was at. that comes up for me <laughs> is um, it, although I could definitely empathize with the situation and, and being a former DSS caseworker, um, I have seen some pretty extensive cases of child abuse. Um, sexual and otherwise, and so this this young child is definitely going to need a lot of support and definitely need a, a lot of counseling. Um, however, anything that impacts my husband or my children, like it's it's hard for me to see the other side of things. So I got it, and I was trying to to speak some peace unto my husband, but the more I talked about it, and the more I could see him getting upset, I was just like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Like, and yeah, why would you call him and talk about this? And why, like, what makes you think that that's okay? Um, so it really brought up, like, the idea of what it, what are a parent's rules? Even if they're not in their child's life, what obligation do they have? And I think it should be like a doctor, right? Do no harm. Point blank, sure. period. If you've, you've already done the harm by not being there. But if you're going to attempt to have a relationship with your child, try not to exacerbate the damage that you've already done. And, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, CV is pretty forward, um, pretty open. But for some reason, and I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I want him to curse his dad out. He just won't do it. And I'm like, well, let me do it. And he's like, no, you don't know, you don't need it. And so that's the only reason I haven't cursed him out. But thank God. For my sister-in-law. Because I was like, oh, so you're not going to cuss him out? That's cool. I can't cuss him out? Cool. You already done pissed my sis off. Let me let me go and stoke the flames, you know? You're and so I, and stupid, I hate man. to be like I'm putting her up to anything, but it's already on her heart. And it, it, is, it is very, it's detrimental to a child to not have a parent, one or the other, in their life. People will often say, you know, a woman can't teach a boy to be a man and that's factual um so they need their father but the same can be said for a daughter you know uh, a woman can definitely raise her her daughter to be a, a woman but she needs that male figure to teach her how to navigate through these animals that we call absolutely men. <laughs> so man, I, I think like with this particular situation man what got me was just like i was like male are you that oblivious? Like, I'm it like, is. are you hearing this shit? Because, I mean, I wonder if anybody else out there, like any of our listeners, can you imagine, like, if your dad that did not raise you and you've you've actually taken the steps to try to, you know, be the bigger person, forgive, and then um, they, they bring up stuff like this. <clears throat> like, and not even, like, think about, like, how that could impact you or make you feel. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's my issue with the whole thing. And I think the, the, one, the number one thing you know, uh, and I think where some of the uh, the issue uh, takes place with some of my siblings in his relationship is that he comes from a place of like he I guess he kind of expects I guess it's almost like when somebody fucks up, mm -hmm. they expect you to kind of be like grateful that they're trying, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, well, shit, what the fuck you want? <laughs> I'm trying. Effort, yeah. Shit, you see me trying. I mean, the thing about it is he's a habitual line crosser. And like the thing, you know, he has done the similar things before. So he's called and complained about knucklehead's tuition, right? Meanwhile, my husband's like, 
I took a semester off of school because I couldn't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> and and you got the nerve to ask me to help you to pay for his college or you know, it's just It's not even that I wouldn't want to. Like if I was in a position to do so. He would absolutely do yeah, it. But, but like I was we trying to get the house at the right. same time. It was a lot of shit going on. And so I took comfort in knowing and and I want my husband to take comfort in knowing he's not doing this because he loves this kid. So he goes on to say, Well, I just don't want I just don't want any smoke with my spouse, right? Yeah, he doesn't want it's really saying. because he don't want no smoke with his spouse. So he's still an inconsiderate, unloving asshole. But he's just he's <laughs> well, that's just a, trying that's to strong. keep he's that's... just trying to keep the drama down. It's strong, but it may fit. True. It may fit. Um, and you know, one thing one thing about what I try to get people to understand, and, and even in counseling, and I don't necessarily say it that way, but Sometimes we have to accept people for who they are. We all know the saying, when people show you who they are, believe them. And you can't keep expecting different. But that's where it becomes detrimental for a child because our whole survival initially depends on our parents, right? Thankfully, I don't depend on his ass. I never really did, right? Like everything was kind of like- But you keep expecting that relationship to change. I do, a little bit, a little bit. Don't try to counsel me. I'm just playing. I just play out. I mean, legit I mean? though. Like, I think um, my friend's husband I mean, loves to be counseled. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but legit, like, I, I just, um, I just struggle with the fact that like he doesn't recognize that even though he didn't raise me, our relationship is different or mm-hmm. should be different than what it is. Like in terms of how you approach topics or whatever. Like, it's not like you know, it's it's not like you had um that kind of foundation with me. To where you can be like, you could tell me that. Like, if you had been there as a father for me, I would be able to say I'm willing to share my father with somebody else. Right. But I've never. But I think the issue is the way he views the relationship. So I wonder if, you know, any of our listeners, if you didn't have your father, mother in your life, but you now have a relationship with them. Are you able and I'm asking you this, too. Are you able to accept they more than likely see you as a friend? More so than a child. True. Okay, so, you know, I may need to ask him that. I may need to ask him if he actually, how he sees me. I think that's a great start to the um, conversation. And I, I'll i be honest, I'm not interested in no no friendship. Like, and I mean, <laughs> no, for real. Like, that's not what, yeah, I mean. I've got enough friends. Yeah, i got friends. <laughs> I've got great friends. Right, you really um, do. I don't need him as a friend, so... You shout know, out to if, the whole crew. Yeah, man. Shout out to all my great friends out there that's so supportive that that listen to me and my bullshit and I, <laughs> I try to be there for them as well. I think um yeah, I think I'm definitely not interested in a friendship. Mm-hmm. I think I, I definitely want him to be a fucking dad. Like yeah. and you know, teach me something, nigga. I don't know. <laughs> I mean But I, like, I I totally get what you're saying though, about had he been a father to you, be more willing to to a, father, a father is a friend, right? And so here's the thing. Um, since uh, marrying Nellaby and even before I got married to her, her father has been a father to me. Like, and you know, you're not, you grown. I'm 30 years old. I'm not looking for no father figure for the most part, right? I like, I, you are not 30, but I get where you're going. No, Sorry. at that point, <laughs> at that, when I, when me and you right. got together, I was 29, almost 30, right? Mm-hmm. So we got together and this this gentleman that is your father 
that was going to plan on giving me a hard time at first <laughs> has become a father figure. And there is a friendship there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hug this man. I tell this man I love him. And that's real. I just don't have that with my dad. And I think that comes because he's, he, you know, he comes from a place of wisdom. He shares wisdom. We have good conversation. We sit down, we have a drink together and it's, um, and he follows through on what he says he's going to do. There's never been a time that I, I think I can call him at any time of the night and I know that he'd be there for me. Mm-hmm. And if he needs something from me, I'll be there for him. But I don't have that um, relationship with my father where I feel like I can call him in the middle of the night and he can be there for me. Granted, there's a distance issue there, but let's say say we were down the street. I don't know. I don't know that with him. I don't know. Well, you do because we lived five minutes away. (laughs) Yeah, but we we never had it. And I didn't feel comfortable relying on him. Yeah. I mean, it's to the point where it, it is you know, when he called us, when we did live in Virginia, and he called us and was like, hey, you know, I want to go to King's Dominion, and, you know, I, I'm going to get the tickets, and I was like, mm, okay, and then CV was like, well, he said he already got them, I'm like, mm, okay, and at this point, in my head, I was looking at two little boys, no offense, but I mean, I was looking at you kind of as a child because I'm like he's looking forward to this whether or not he wants to say it, he's looking forward to it so oh I was like God. if this man disappoints my boys like you know <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I'm gonna flip and I mean he didn't he came through yeah we went to um King's Dominion it was really hopeful to see him interact with our son and you know like he fell asleep in the stroller and he's like oh he got to sit up too straight in the stroller so I'm gonna lay it back he had it laid across his lap kind of so he could lay down and it was it was really nice but he I don't think he's in that place like he is not really in a place to be a father so I mean this two-year-old unfortunately is not getting a father figure he's getting a place to live he's getting a place to live for sure I think the one thing too, um, you know, and I know this um, with with him is, you know, he's not like a he's not affectionate dude. He's not oh, like a no. super open, open kind of guy. Like hugs are his no, kryptonite. The way he would jump back. Yeah, when, uh, Jackson it was like would Jackson, try to hug him. <laughs> Jackson was trying to give him a hug, and he's just not used to that. Y'all affection. know Major Payne when he put that boy in the chokehold. I was waiting for him <laughs> to put my baby in a chokehold. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. Um, and I think you know. Even though we know that he's not this person, because honestly, we probably even even with him being, let's say he wanted to be a father, we don't know what being a father looks like to him. And so, with that being said, like we may not actually, me neither, any of my siblings may actually get what we really want out of that relationship. And um, so, I, you know, when when me and Nella were talking, I was like, you know, do I even know that it would have been better if he were there? Yeah. Or if he did, you know, if he did decide to be a but father it, to it us. sucks because it, le- it leaves you with that question. Like, it, it, the people say, like, we always want what we can't have or want what we didn't have. And the fact of the matter is you'll always think about what you didn't have. So, yeah. you know, my father passed away when I was uh, seven. I know, I'm pretty sure that him and my mom wouldn't have been together. But I always think of like, what would that have looked like if he was still here? So, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's natural. And you're right. That's a really good question to 
two really good questions that come out of this for you to have with him. Like, what do you see me as a, a friend or a son? And what does being a father look like to you? Because this is what I'm seeing. <laughs> and this is what I would like. Yeah, so man. So I guess I'm going to start there. Yeah. I mean, definitely going to start there. And um, I mean, it's, it's something that uh, I don't know how to address. You know, if anybody has any advice, yeah, I'm going to ask. And I know you guys ain't going to say shit. But, you know, <laughs> well, if anybody has any advice or has dealt with something similar. Well, I mean, you share. know that I've got tons of it. And it this doesn't just go for CV. This goes for anybody out there who is struggling with this the same thing. Um, I would say just be open. Like the first and foremost, like communication is key in most relationships and you have to be open and honest. But before you open yourself up, you need to check your expectations. You need to say, what do I expect to come out of this conversation and what is most likely going to happen? Because. Nine times out of ten, what is most likely going to happen is going to be completely different from what you expect and maybe completely opposite of what you want. Then you have to ask yourself, can I handle that? If, if this is what happens, if you reach out to that estranged father or mother or whatever and you say, how do you see me? Do you see me? as a child or as your child or as a friend and they say I see you as a friend are you okay with that is that what you want I mean Hell no and, and that and that's part of boundary setting you know like because you need to say well if this is what you want me to be in your life and that's not what I want to be you need to be okay with walking away from that and that doesn't mean you can't reevaluate it later <laughs> maybe they miss your presence and they are willing to reevaluate but well, this is one of those things that um, I guess I'll update you guys on what happens when I do have this conversation. It might not be before next episode. It might be somewhere <laughs> down the line. Who knows? Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm going to have to figure this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say once you decide, if you decide that you can be okay with that, again, there's always different points to check in. You know, I just, I told a client today as far as, um, you know, relationship Issues. Is this ethical? Can you say this? I didn't say any names. Cool. This is just, I mean, this is this is blanket. Like, as far as relationship issues, you're always getting to know your spouse again, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not the same person I was last week. You're not the same person you were last week. You've had, we've had different experiences. You always have to check in. And I, I say that to say that's in any relationship. Even with, you know, if someone's telling you, yeah, I want to be your friend, that doesn't mean six months from now they're like you know what i would like to be in that father-son role but maybe they admit they they can't be they don't know how they so don't here's know the thing so like. here's the thing um you know we we were blessed with baby girl anybody that's new listening just saying that again and um this little girl looks a lot like him hmm. and so i was like yo i was like man streeter looks just like you he was like yeah man it's, that's in our blood <laughs> And I was like, this motherfucker ain't going to ask for a picture. He don't want to see nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, (laughs) I was like, word. Like, the lack of interest um, in my my kids, the fact that my brother has kids, um, you know, my sister has a daughter. It's just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, are you not interested in being a part of your grandkids' lives? I mean, but just like we said, hugs are his kryptonite. Like, people who didn't grow up with affection or... um, you know, 
people who don't brag on their kids, they might learn that that's not an okay thing to do. Or that's not something I do. I say that to say like, um, so my great, great grandmother, her name, uh, we called her Mubba Willie, right? And so apparently Mubba Willie used to always brag on her kids and she used to always like dress her kids up, right? So when they would go out, she'd be like, tell me what the people say. Tell me what the people say. <laughs> so it's funny because now my grandmother and my mother, anytime I take my kids somewhere, my mom would be like, now what do people say? Now, <laughs> my mom is, she's really a homebody and we do a lot of stuff with CV's family. And so when I go out, she'll see the way the babies are dressed and she'll be like, all right, now when you come back, be sure you tell me what the people say. The first thing she'll ask me is, well, what did Deborah say? That's my mother-in-law. Well, what did Deborah say? Did she love it? She loved it. I already texted her. Well, if you already texted her, why are you asking me? Like, it's just she likes to get that. So I say all that to say he may not have experienced that. His his parents may have been like, all right, get the hell out of my face. Go do what you got to do. True that. You know? <laughs> so he might not know how to compliment a baby. He might be like, oh, look at them shoes. Remember when we tried to get Frank to hold the baby? Oh, yeah, yeah. He might be like that. Oh, yeah. that's a cute baby. That's all right. true. <laughs> All right, baby. Right. I was like, she got a name. Her name is Streeter. That was hilarious. He yeah. just kept saying, okay, baby. And like inches away from the little swing or whatever, but he would not hold her until finally <laughs> he was like, hold the baby. And he literally held her for like 15 seconds yeah. and then put her back down. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, people are like that. You're right. So, I mean, you have to remember everything has, can't be at our pace. So even if he said, you said, you're my son. You're my son. And you're like, okay, well, can we, like, you know, be like a father and son? You might have to tell him what that looks like. You might have to tell him what your expectations are. So, remember, we're not all, we're not all of the same experience. I mean, there are people I look at now and I'm like, is that how you talk to your kids? (laughs) Like, this is your relationship with your kids? That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I got some figuring out to do. So the moral of the story is I have to basically kind of open up a conversation and and see what, you know, what we both view what a father and son relationship looks like and see if we can meet somewhere in the middle. Wish me luck, guys. That's all I got. (laughs) I am so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. And then if you don't get what you want, cuss them out. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. Don't do that. That's horrible <laughs> advice. Um, so, kind of on topic, but wrapping it up with some news, because I did think of something. Okay. Guys, go out, and if you haven't seen it, check out Gillette's new toxic mas- masculinity ad. Oh, yeah, that joke was good. Did you see it? Yeah, it is. So, um, shout out to Jeremy Harriet of the... Uh, what is it, Man Brain Podcast? Yeah, man brain. Sorry, Jeremy, I haven't listened in a while, but I will. I, I listen. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy's like, I'm not crying, you're crying. And I'm like, Jeremy, if you are crying, that's okay. <laughs> because men cry. But basically, it, it addresses like all of the male stereotypes and things that we tell our young boys is okay. Yeah. And and having men stand up and say, No, that's not okay. We can't we can't behave in this manner. Like Check it out. It's something that I saw and I said, nobody could be mad at this. But guess what? 
people are mad at this. <laughs> wow. You know, the one that caught my attention in, in that thing was uh, when they were in the boardroom and the woman was speaking and then he kind of just basically was like, and what she was saying, Ugh. as if she needed somebody to speak up for I her. hate for men to mansplain for me. That's what it's called, oh, mansplain? Oh my God. <laughs> I... We're gonna we're gonna do an episode on that. Thank you. I hate for do not mansplain me. I said exactly what the fuck I meant. Okay. (laughs) What's she saying? Vis a vis, (laughs) vis a vis, vis a vis. Nene leaks. I said what I said. Don't mansplain me. Word. Yeah, bring that shit all the way down because I ain't do nothing. Sorry that that nothing infuriates a woman. More than being man's yeah, that one definitely caught but, my attention the most. Uh, the one that actually caught my attention is the boys uh, wrestling at the cookout. Oh, and the dads are like, it's not okay to play and like that. We do that all the time. Like, Jackson loves to play fight, and we're like, he likes to play fight. No one will get hurt. But what if someone does? No, I stopped Jackson. Okay. I one time I saw Jackson um, and he was throwing some mean ass punches. I was like, yo. Yeah, that was at a fair like, reunion. So I definitely I didn't like, stop that. I was like, they'll be okay. I was like, oh, fuck no. Hey, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson, come here. Because like, if this, he would have landed that. Yeah, it was some real swings. Real. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know. It wouldn't have been no fight. It would have been yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, I was like, it's not karate practice, it's, my boy. It's an amazing, it's it's an amazing uh, commercial, and it gives good insight into just the this just the way our culture is shifting. You know, in the in the Me Too movement era, the Times Up era, it, it's really important to be mindful of these things. But it it also scares me because I'm like, damn, what can my kid get in trouble for? Like my kid, everything. Can, yeah, like there there's there's no, nothing that's okay anymore. Yeah, there's nothing that's just all right. The world's about to end. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I saw somebody say, well, time to buy stock in Dollar Shave Club because Gillette is going down. Um, (laughs) 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 Like people are threatening to never buy Gillette razors again. And it's just like, really? We're we're mad at this? They're telling uh, baby boomers and, and old school men not to be men. But so. the, and, and oh, there was another another one that's really telling too is like um, they see this boy getting chased and he's being bullied, and then the dad goes and stops it, and it shows like how the son is watching that. And basically, what I got from that is like our kids are watching. We need to be better examples, and I can't believe that people are mad at that. It, right. It's not just for men; it's for women too. But anyway, women, little shave tip here. Don't pay the girl tax. So we can talk about that too. So there's something called the pink tax. And basically women get uh, taxed at a higher rate for these little frilly shits that we buy. So don't pay that pink tax. What you do is you buy extra heads for your man's razor and you just use his. Don't say anything. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, but you, anyway. you don't buy shit. So it'd be nice. Hey, that's why I said don't say anything. Why are you blowing up my spot? Shit. Yeah, Those if you bought your own, I know if you bought your own damn heads, then I wouldn't be saying nothing. But the Gillette does shave very. Well. I know it does. Anyhow, all right. that's why I use that. Anyway, anyway, party people, thank you for joining us for yet another week, and we're gonna continue to bring it to you. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm doing my therapy. Yeah, she got these damn like little <laughs> little pea shooters with her hands. Anyway, y'all. Be blessed and remember, 
We here, man. We here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another episode of We Here, man. We're going to continue bringing you new content each and every week, but we want you guys to join the conversation. So download Anchor.fm, available in iTunes and Google Play. Also, hit that subscribe button in your Apple or Google Play podcast store. I want you to give us the stars, give us the likes if you like it. And like Mama said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. In other words, don't give us one star, y'all. Thank you for listening again. And we definitely appreciate your air and won't take it for granted.